Hello guys, David Voss here. Well, I'm sitting here in the dark. It's, uh, well, I got the light on, but uh, it's dark outside and sure getting dark early now, isn't it? Winter's here almost, I guess. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Well, guys, um, I was, I woke up earlier today and this morning and checked my mail and a friend sent me a, a link to a video. And the guy's name is Jonathan Kahn. K, I believe it's K-A-N or K-A-A-N. I, I don't remember right now. And now I may be wrong, but it seemed like the person who sent it to me was kind of saying they didn't agree with everything, but they, they liked it or there was good points or something. I don't really know. But I took, for some crazy reason, I don't normally even watch anyone else's video. And I didn't watch that one all the way through. I watched about a third of it and I, I couldn't watch anymore. And I don't know why, like I said, I, I don't know why I even started watching it, but well, I think the title was something interesting. But I was watching this, and this was recent. This is a, a guy that just recently did this. I guess he wrote a book. And I had seen the guy before, Jonathan Kahn. I've seen him before. Uh, um, I don't know that much about him. He may be a Christian, but I can tell you right now, he's definitely got an agenda. I didn't really pay attention to him before, so. But I'm listening to his um, video and, and I'm thinking, man, a lot of people are going to eat this up. Because it's kind of like he's portraying it like this big revelation. And I, I see it everywhere in the news. It's like the thrust of the news is this coming big revelation. We gave you Pelosi. We gave you the old Mr. Magoo who ran your country into the ground. The socialists took over. Uh, you tried this experiment called capitalism. We tried this constitution thing. It didn't work. Look at the people in the streets killing each other. And, you know, we just, we just need law and order, darn it. And we got so many laws now. People are tired of that, right? There's too many laws and, and, and it, there's too many permits and we got to go down and get a license for everything. We have to. We have to because you can't just let idiots drive on the road. They'll run over your children, right? You can't just let anybody uh, preach gospels or teach. Then they'll, they start satanic churches. It's like they started the satanic church on purpose and put it into Hollywood and made this big thing. And I keep saying that if you look at, I, I just happen to, like I said, I, I keep telling you guys, I haven't watched a movie in years, years. I mean, you know, other than, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago, I watched a movie with my daughter or something. But like I said, just rare. And on YouTube yesterday, when I was checking out my video and I got to go back and watch it and stuff, I see this little clip and I clicked on it and it was a movie. 
And I let it run for a minute, and I was watching it. It was um, it was at Neam Leesum, and I think I years ago I had seen part of it. And uh, basically, I was sitting there. I don't watch movies, but I ever do now. It's not because I'm trying to get into the movie or the plot. I'm watching it to try and figure out what they're doing. What are they trying to tell us? And I was sitting there going, you know, there's like morals in this. And I thought back of all the movies and stuff I used to watch as a kid. You know, Star Trek. The biggest movie of all time. And it was this wonderful moral. You know, Anakin fell. He didn't follow the Force. Right? He, and why did he fall? What well, was anger? Isn't that the story that we're supposed to tell? Isn't that the good story? Because he loved his mother, but they killed his mother. The darkness killed his mother. Now you've got to have vengeance upon the darkness because they can't kill my mother. You know, this is how we all feel, isn't it? So we feel sorry for Anakin, Darth Vader, who came, became Darth Vader, right? So, and then, you know, he, he falls in love with this beautiful woman and he loves her and then they end up killing her. So, he's just outright anger. Well, it turns out that he had a gift. You know, it was destiny. He was a child. You know, and, and, and Liam Neeson actually, come to think of it, played in that movie too. It's a wonderful part. He only got one part in one movie. But he was this he was actually the master of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right under Yoda. Right? Yoda's the Grand Poopa of the Force, right? The good guys. This weird twisted guy. He must have lived for a million years. He was all twisted, looks like a little monster, right? I thought that was always weird that somehow or another the good sides got little monsters in their in their group, right? And and the one that runs them all is like a little bitty, I looks like a little blob of green. I don't know, like a little lump, maybe an elf or something is running them. Yeah, there were some peculiarities, but yeah, he had a student named well, I don't remember his name now, but so Liam Neeson, whatever his name was, he had this vision that. This young boy who would grow up to become Anakin and then Darth Vader. He was the chosen one. He had a gift. And of course, Liam Neeson's student was Obi-Wan Kenobi. So he was just a student at the time in training under his master, Liam Neeson. And they find this young boy and they take him to Yoda and they say, "This I know it. The Holy Spirit has told me. I am a master. I know this. This is the one. This is there's a I prophesy. This is the one. And Yoda says, oh, he is the young savior he is, is he? You know, whatever he would say that. And he kind of had a puzzle because he couldn't quite sense what was he was feeling. He felt like, yeah, he is the savior, right? He will save the world. But yet, no, he's not ready or no, he can't be. There's something's wrong with this picture. He couldn't figure it out. Well, Liam Neeson said, no, no, no. He went against the wishes of Yoda. See, you're never supposed to go against... You, you, you always have to be humble and, and obey your, your, your wise parent, right? The one who knows better, your elder. 
Obey your elders, right? They know more than you do. So Yoda said, no, this one is not Savior. He is. <laughs> and Liam Neeson's, no, I know it. I've got the vision. And so he, he you know, he, he raises the kid. But of course, the dark side wants this child, this chosen one. They want to take his soul. Because he actually is the, that's why Yoda was sensing it. He was a, a, a gifted child that could maybe bring the, the unity of the Federation, you know, or whatever. But Yoda knew that because the child was so gifted that the forces of evil and darkness, universal, would try to take that child. And so they, turns out, probably killed his mother on purpose. It was all like destiny. It's it's just with the destiny of this child that he would experience all of this to try and bring him down through suffering and confusion, try and destroy his confidence and, you know, with pressure. And then by pouring out all this delusion and ignorance and evil upon him, Then the bad side thought they could take him out. They could lure him into the wrong choice. No, because if, if bad things happen to you, you get angry, right? And you fall because of your pride, right? The devil fell because of his pride. So this is the kind of the, the, the story of the devil, Anakim, right? By the way, Anakim is like Anak, right? The sons of Anak or the Anunnaki. Yeah. So, but now, why did the good side allow this? The force. Why? If this, the force is so great, why did the force allow this chosen one to be taken over by the dark side and cause this great war of the Federation? Well, there may be, there may be a reason. In the end, he did save the universe. Liam Neeson was correct. I remember Liam Neeson didn't have much of a role in one of that one movie because he ended up meeting this guy that looked like it was like the predecessor to Darth Vader. It was like Vader. <laughs> Some other Vader. I can't remember. And this weird look. He looked like the devil. He had little horns. So he was like the original devil. So Darth Vader was like the son of the devil or something or the Antichrist or something. And so Yoda was like the great deity or, you know, the one who had the force, you know, but yet his right-hand man was this Liam Neeson and he fought to save the world and and he he was whooping all these evil beings but then he met his match and it was almost like as if he could have won Vader. Like they were like equal. But I don't know, fate had it to where out of the corner of his eye he looked at Obi-Wan or something and, and, and he he took that chance, right? That, that evil one took the chance and... Whoa, Went right through him with the lightsaber, right? And he fell into this pit. It was like this bottomless pit. It was all very descriptive and symbolic. So, and then later on, you've got, in the movie, you got Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's now going to be the one who has to finish the teaching of the, the Chosen One. He becomes his master's student who becomes the master that trains the the one who will be the chosen one. Well, he loved him. 
And there's a scene where they're in this, what looks to be like hell. Because Darth Vader had chosen anger and evil and he'd gone to the dark side because they promised him the power to bring back his mother and, and his wife. And so he would do anything because he loved his mother that much. So he was doing evil because he loved goodness. He was evil because he loved so much. Because he loved, supposedly, he loved his wife and his mother so much that he would do evil to bring them back. Now, Yoda was the great wise one. He said, don't be fooled by this, my son. Always follow the path. Don't be detoured by the evil, thinking that it's a shortcut or something. And, of course, Obi-Wan Kenobi, being a great, you know, master, he learned this lesson. He he wasn't set free to become the king until he had gone through the initiation all the way, until he learned this knowledge and became a great wise one. He wasn't yet ready. But somehow or another, the dark forces knew that the potential of this child, Anakin, who was truly special, they had to get their little grimy myths on him. They sent all of the demons to hell against him. And here he was now, even though he loved Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin loved him. It was, his, it was like he was his father, right? He was, he was like a brother. But he still was completely all in on the dark side because that would be the only way he could get this power. And it came to the point where it was like, he wasn't even trying to save his mom and his wife anymore. It was more like he was he wanted this power. It became an all-encompassing desire to have this power. To have this power was all now that is important. It overrode everything. He had to kill people now. But it was only to get to the goal. Maybe, you know, he didn't like to kill people. That's not who he was. But now he finds himself killing people and hurting people. And now he had to battle Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, Obi-Wan Kenobi could have just, you know, he was his master. He was greater, stronger, more powerful. Yes, this was a special child. But, you know, I think in the story, Obi-Wan Kenobi was portrayed really as one who was probably also very, very, very amazing destiny put him there to train this child. Because in the end, he, he did a very good job of training Darth Vader. Because in the end, Darth Vader fell off into the pit. And the, out of the love for his own son, Luke Skywalker, he gave up this desire for the power and the... you know Something was more powerful than that power. The only one thing that actually did it. I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi almost persuaded him to stop. Right? When he said, Anakin, stop! I love you! You're like my brother! Don't do this! And finally, he's like, okay, I don't want to kill you, but I will if I must! I will if I must! I can't let you take over the kingdom and bring this evil upon the, the Federation. So finally, they had this battle, and they're like down in hell, and it's, oh, it's, the last scene is just so terrible. He's He's like, he's He's cut his legs off and he's no more than just like a shell, like a, a head, you know, <laughs> amputated head laying in this fiery you know, lava pit or something. It looked like he was in hell. And 
it looked like he died. And Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, he was just, he was just <sighs> ruined. And it, 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 by the same token where he, he loved, where, where Anakin loved the power so much, he would do evil, even though he didn't want to do evil. So here was Obi-Wan Kenobi faced with the decision that to kill his one he thought was his brother. It was the hardest thing he ever did, but he had to do it for the good because he had to stop him. So they were both faced with these two decisions. The good side was faced with the decision to kill to preserve the good. And the bad side was faced with the decision to kill to preserve what he thought was good, his mother, which turned into something weird and monstrous and devilish, which was power. But in the end, it took him facing his own son, Luke Skywalker, as they're hanging from this, I don't know what, this kind of, looked like, as I remember, it was kind of like some ship and the door of the ship's open like into the darkness of the vastness of the abyss and then hanging out there on the side of the, the ship and Luke Skywalker is saying, I will kill you, I am the chosen one. You know, well, you're the son of the chosen one. But you're chosen too, right? They're all chosen for this part, this destiny, this struggle for good and evil. And finally, it got to Darth. Yes, he did have some goodness within him. Were they trying to say that even the devil has goodness? Even the devil made the wrong decision? Perhaps, because remember, we're talking about, and this is really the epitome of drama, theater. This is what the occult has been doing for thousands of years. They would take their students, they say, you want to be initiated? Oh, okay, come on down. And they'll take you into these inner chambers, right? And you would you would fast, right? What what do you, why do you fast? Well, you have to you have to know what it's like to have pain. You you have to overcome all these things in order to gain this great truth. So you'd abstain. You'd be celibate. You you know you you wouldn't get to really do anything but sit around and read and meditate and alm. You know it was it was a lot of work, but we, but the goal was to find the great truth, right? Well, of course, there were many mystery schools. Some of the mystery schools were like, oh, there were those who thought, well, we're not under any law. See, I teach that. And that's the real truth. But it's hard to find the, you know, you can go places and you can find the mysteries. But they didn't know what it meant to be free, or to not be under any law. The people had the mysteries in the days of Jesus. The Essenes and John the Baptist even didn't know everything. He says, are you the one? You know, he sent his disciples to Jesus. And he said, you know, our master, John the Baptist, sent us to ask you, are you the one or should we expect another? He didn't know. Are you the Christ? Are you the Christ? And they were looking for the Christ, but they didn't really know what the Christ was. I mean, they didn't certainly know what the Christ was going to tell them. We're not under any law. What? Is the, is the man das? You know, I guess they thought, well, a lot of them came to the conclusion, I guess we're going to have to crucify him. Maybe the, 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 the Pharisees are correct. Right? You can't go against the law. What would you do without law and order? Why, we'd all perish. See, well, isn't he teaching blasphemy? We can't have that. But you see, the blasphemy that Jesus taught 
was actually the truth. But they were all deceived. But who? Who's deceived? Is it Anakim? Who all he wanted to do was save his mother. And ultimately, he had some gift. He, he did save the world. He, pre he preserved, he, he brought forth a child, Luke Skywalker. And Luke saved the world. But not by himself. Not without his father recognizing his son. Without going through all the pain, he could never have gained enough wisdom to at that last moment to be able to know in his heart the right what what was the right decision in that last moment. Even even Darth Vader finally made the right decision, and it was that decision to save the world. And so now we find out maybe Yoda was wrong. Well, no, Yoda didn't say it wasn't the chosen one. He just said, you know, there's something wrong with this child. He wasn't ready yet. Liam Neeson knew that the child was the right one, but he died in the process of trying to basically kind of go against Yoda, his master, to provide it. So everybody was wrong a little bit. Obi-Wan Kenobi was about the most pure in heart of the whole, of everybody in that video. But, and maybe, you know, everybody shared a little bit in bringing about the salvation of the universe, the Federation. Who did more? Darth? Well, Darth did a lot to destroy. But he ended up being the catalyst that brought salvation to the Federation. But it never would have happened had it not been for Obi-Wan Kenobi, who was his teacher. And he would not be there if it weren't for Liam Neeson. And Liam Neeson would never have been there if it weren't for Yoda. And who was Yoda? Who are these teachers? Because if you look in the world today, you see individuals like Aleister Crowley. He studied all of this wisdom. Why did he do it? He may have cut himself. Remember the Baal worship that cut themselves? It says that in the Bible that, that they were praying, Baal, oh Baal, come down. We'll do anything. We're sincere. Oh, they were very sincere. They were cutting their body, bleeding, you know. And the Apostle Paul says, that's not what we do, right? The harmful mistreatment of the body and all these laws and the laws of men. None of that saves us. It's all destiny. It's in the Father's hand. We have to trust. Even the fact that there's evil in the world we must trust. We have to understand the Lord knows there's evil in the world. And there is a reason for it. But nobody seems to know the, the answer. Because it's not something you're supposed to know until the finish. Right? It's not. It's an experience of going you know, over the line. Breaking the ribbon. Throw your hands up. Victory! That feeling will only be felt in a split second. You spend your entire life in hell. Just to feel that moment of victory. Was it worth it? Then, then, then you get the grand prize, the trophy, the money. Was it worth it? Was this what you wanted? Or, or is it just, is the real answer to accept what is already? Can we change anything? Do we then embrace the evil in us? No. The evil in us is simply 
a description of what we don't like about ourselves. So Aleister Crowley must have been sincere. He went through a lot of trouble to learn all these mysteries. But you see, he went to the true esoteric believers to get the true wisdom like Simon Magus did to Peter. But he had the wrong heart. And Peter said, you know, no, I'm not going to give you the power to lay on hands at whomever you wish that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Give you the ability to transfer this power because you offer me money. Your heart is full of vileness if you think that. And so, Alistair Crowley, what was his motive? What was his motivation? He, 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 he worked so hard. Right? Was he a bad person? Was he just deceived? I believe that there was this childlike desire in him that perhaps was difficult to know whether it was good or evil. The Apostle Paul does say that there are people that are that are bad and calls he says they don't have a conscience because they had a conscience, but it was seared like with a hot iron. They can't hear the conscience anymore. Again, like Anakim, who was originally a good person, out of love, he did all of this, but then he began to pursue this supposed desire, which turned out to be a lesson for him and for us, that this amazing desire to love his mother and his wife might not have even been love at all. It was really lust, a lust for power. And I believe that lust is the lower nature and therefore in the past. And therefore anyone who has it had it in the past. And all of us have to go forward. The Bible says that salvation is for all the people, especially those who believe. As in Adam all die, as in Christ we shall all be made alive. But some people, like Aleister Crowley and now the great Santos Bonacci, who's been delving into these mysteries, as I have, and they're digging and digging and digging, and I'm going to find the truth out of what zeal, out of what love? Or is it lust? They want an answer, but why? To save the world or to exalt themselves? Well, maybe only when you're a child do you want that. Because as you become older and you have a child, then that lust for your own preservation turns into a desire to save your child. It becomes The child becomes more important than you. But everybody gets to that point, but you've got to have a child first. Yoda says he's not yet ready. If you do this now, he'll be the Antichrist. So... I believe that people like John D. and Edward Kelly, they took a shortcut that they shouldn't have taken. Because they couldn't they didn't have patience. Because the Holy Spirit is patience and endurance. It's love, which is patience, kindness, and gentleness. But when you become deceived, somehow the goal is an illusion now.
How could it be an illusion? Well, because you don't yet understand it. You know, if you know, if you say you know something, Paul says, you don't know it as you ought to know it. And that goes for everybody, including Paul. Including Peter, including everyone's ever lived. So Alistair Crowley began to research, not because he had love, but because he had lust. He wanted to know how he could be fulfilled. Not in mental orgasms of truth, but in a fleshly orgasm of desire. He, he wasn't satisfied with just ordinary lies. He didn't have patience. And nobody would give him the answers because he was, well, like Yoda said, you know, he wasn't ready. So what he did was he went out and he said, I know if these people who know the truth won't tell me, the dark side will. So he went to the devil and the devil told him some crazy, amazing things that sounded real and sounded true. Told him mysteries. He showed him that we all have good and evil. The universe is good and evil. And he began to see, oh, look at all these deities. And here's this devil. It's all, always there. There's always this devil. And, and, and why would the devil be on the left-hand side of the Lord? Right? Guarding the way to the tree of life. If, if the Lord didn't know that he was there. It, was, it wasn't part of the plan. You know, like, like Santos Bonacci. Maybe Jesus and the devil are the same. They're equal. Maybe it's really just the same person. Two sides of the same coin. The, the, the flesh and the spirit. Yeah, we all got the flesh and the spirit. You know, embrace them both. But you see, it's not about embracing the both. There's always dualities. And the greatest of the dualities is the nothing and the everything. The wrong and the right. The reason one is wrong is you don't follow that. Why? Because it leads to pain. It exists. But why? Only to prod us to go the other way. Why would we want to go the other way? I mean, if they're equal, why not go the? Why can't we just go the the bad way? Why can't we go down into hell? It's our choice, freedom, right? We should be able to choose our own way. So why can't we? Because when we didn't know any better, that's where we were. But now that we grow in wisdom, we do something different. Why? Well, it improves our lives. You'd have to be a fool to say, well, you know, this duality is good for everything. In other words, if I can advance, that's one way. But why don't I just go down here and suffer? That would be another way. I'd take that way just because, hey, it's my choice. Yeah, it's your choice, but why would you want to suffer? Why would you want to go to hell? You you started off with something very small and you're going to be something very big one day. Right? But you, you, the point is, is the, 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 the direction of the of the good is the one that is desirable. And the opposite of the desirable is undesirable. And there are, therefore, we don't want to go that way. And therefore, we don't want to bring up the beast from the bottom of the pit. Because that's from beneath. That's where all the fear is. The fear is what's going to keep us from going forward and plunge us ever deeper into the pit. Oh, we see a lot of pain there. I can take the pain. I just want the pleasure. I'll take a little pain. Give me a little pain, but oh, I get all this pleasure. I prefer it. Well, the pleasure gets stronger and then the pain becomes stronger. 
And then you realize you made a big mistake. That you were not yet ready to make those decisions. So we've got somebody in the world that's making these movies. There's you can't deny that they don't have some wisdom. They're they're giving you the good guys and the bad guys. All the movies, right? They may show you hell and death and evil. Look at the Watchtower. Jehovah's Witnesses do the same thing. Only it's all from the perspective of the Christian view, right? Or their Christian ideas. And why? Because the devil's not going to bring uh, Satanists down into Christianity to teach them. Because the, the Christianity would have rejected a straight-up devil. So they send some guy down there. It's like, well, now I'm a Christian, but I just don't think that Jesus is God. You see? I believe in grace, but I think maybe we can work our way to heaven as well. Huh? Well, you see, of course, you've got to have law. And they start talking all this, what, what you know, like uh, philosophy. And they, through vain philosophy, they draw people after themselves. So, the devil looked down and he saw, well, most of the world... I mean, due to the Lord Jesus and the message of his grace and his love, the whole world had advanced. People were building wagons and they'd learned how to plant fields and going out west and they were mining gold. And there was all this temptation, the gold, right? And out there in the west, people had the freedom. So they said, well, those people can't handle all that freedom. They're all out there by themselves. We don't know what they're going to be doing. So they institute religion to keep them controlled. And in that day, that's what they got. They got these religions and they wanted their religion to be like Judaism. So they taught them a Judeo-Christian. Because they felt, no, these, these young people aren't ready to be free moral agents. They can't make their own decisions and become like the divine being. Why, look what they can do. They'll build a tower up to the, the heavens. There's nothing they won't be able to do. So we've got to stop them because we've got to keep them down. So the devil, see, he's behind that. So I'm looking at this Jonathan Kahn and I'm listening to his video and I'm realizing that he's trying, he's trying to say that because of all the bad stuff going on, it's because we've left God. See, we used to believe in Jehovah and we had all these laws. But now people don't believe in God. They've gone into the new age and to the many gods and the witches. And, and, and now they don't want to have marriage, which is a law of Moses. And that led to prostitution and children out of wedlock and orphans and all these terrible things because we rejected Yahweh. See, now we need to all repent and go back to the Judeo-Christian teaching. What a great revelation. Well, this guy, Mr. Khan, remember this word, they always sort of spell it differently, but it goes back to the Cohens. Yeah, he's teaching the law because that was his job. They sent him out there. He's one of their priest members who is supposed to go out. He doesn't really know any better, but he believes in it. He, he, they probably really do believe. We've got to control the people. 
or else they'll they'll just go crazy and have orgies. So we've got to stop them. Maybe that's what they think in their heart they would do. They don't realize that when you leave people alone, they pursue love and happiness. So they have zeal and they go and they start preaching and teaching and and then one day they get power. Maybe the power that they acquire is the ability to control others physically or build prisons and put them all in there so that we can protect the the poor people from all these bad so they're 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 fully compelled and they believe in what they're doing and so this group of people as they have always done with these temples, they would have these dramas to try and teach them the mysteries, to try and, what is the mysteries? It just means to teach people to be advanced, to find the truth, to grow up, so that we can advance and go on to the next stage. You know, are you the Christ? They're looking for the Christ, but the problem is they don't know what the Christ is. They think the Christ is the son of Yahweh, who brings the world back into bondage, right? To Keep them away from all the evil that's already in their heart. Yahweh never asked or gave anybody eternal life because he didn't believe that there was any good in us. The only way we could survive, he would, he, out of mercy, his mercy was, I'll have mercy. You don't deserve to live, but I'll let you live. Not immortality, because you don't deserve that. You can't have freedom. You don't deserve, you're an animal. You're bad. But if you will just consent to being under the law and do what I say, you, know, right? you you can't handle these urges in your body, so we're going to have to have a marriage covenant. And if you ever break that covenant, we stone you. So they believe in this. And so they they go out and they, they'll do, they'll even lie. You know, Yahweh would send the lying spirits down to somehow lead the prophets astray because the prophets were, were following the truth. They were following L. They were following love. And they were saying, oh, we just need love, brother. Well, the other side was like, love? What are you talking about? You are just a human. You don't have love. You're not a divine being. It's blasphemy. So, I can definitely see, you know, like when I look at Jehovah's Witnesses and stuff, and, and I I wonder how they could do the, the things that they do, you know, disfellowship their children and, and teach all this vengeance and hatred and genocide and Yahweh's coming to destroy the world and they're only ones that are chosen. And I'm like, how could they believe they'll know this? Well, okay. They look around, they see the evil. Why? Because the governments have kept us in this state like a, a, a house down the street where these parents are really strict and you think they're evil parents and they make their kids stay in the house and they won't let them go out and play and and then they beat their kids with a stick and they're like, they're terrible parents. But you see, in their mind, they're so scared out of their mind that their kids are going to be, grow up and become immoral or do something wrong and God will send them to hell. So they've got to protect their children and beat them and make sure they never do anything wrong. See, that's what's going on. The, the organizations in the world, the churches, they're just trying to save your soul. The problem is, is that they're the problem. That's the problem, is that your soul is already saved. That our Heavenly Father loves you. And we don't need hate to counter mistakes. We need love. 
to guide us to eternal life. So this is the great deception, the, the great question, the, the maze, the Rubik's Cube that Anakin couldn't figure out, that Obi-Wan Kenobi puzzled over, that Yoda wasn't sure. And so, yeah, many Jehovah's Witnesses are deceived by it. They're deceived. They look at the world and they say, it's all evil. So, you know, of course, you always got to come and kill everybody. And therefore, if you want to save yourself and your wife and your other children, then one of your kids does something wrong, you've got to shun him. So out of love, they shun him. They, 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 what do they do? They take their baby and they sacrifice him on the altar to Baal. Because Baal demanded sacrifice. Darn it. And Baal was the son of Yahweh. But of course, he's hidden that in the last, I don't know how many years. But you know, I was looking at this guy named Jonathan Kahn and I was thinking, who is this guy? Teaching Judaism. It's a deception. He probably deceived himself. And I thought, well, there's one of these um, these individuals, Kahn, or probably was originally spelled Cohen, you know, they, they spell it differently depending on where they go. Sometimes they even try to hide the word. For instance, originally they spelled it Cohen, and it meant a priest of Moses, right? An Aaronite, an Aaronite priest. But it ended up taking on all kinds of different odd spellings, Cohen and Coon and, and um, you know, I think even we get the word, I, I, you know, I always thought that we got the word con man. From this. This is what a priest is. They're con men. Because they're so ignorant. They don't understand what's going on. But they claim that's not where that word came from. Although, it's interesting that it's very close to the word Cain. Cuin, Cain. There's definitely some etymological parallels there. The first priest was of the flesh. Right? There are two priesthoods. There's, there's the Melchizedek priesthood and then there's the lower priesthood of the priesthood of Aaron. And the priesthood of Aaron is the one who, you know, Aaron himself threw in the gold and it came out this golden calf and they began to worship it. Yeah, it was Aaron that it's this material, it's about the money, it's about the power, it's about the materialism. They don't have the answer. They don't know the wisdom. They're Satanists. You don't believe me? Who started the Satanic Church? Anton LaVey. Oh, they always spell their names a little different, so you can't say see what it is, but that's Levi. He was a priest. And what kind of priesthood is this priesthood of Aaron or Levi? Well, it is the evil Satanic priesthood. And Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness that whoever would look upon it would be saved. Why? Because it was serpents that was biting them. Right? It was the serpents that was biting them. Well, it was, a, it was, it was, that's a good thing, right? Because Yahweh sent the serpents down there to kill them. Why? Because they were sinners. If you just admit you're a sinner and look to the serpent as your savior, that punishment will eventually correct you 
You must accept your death. Even Jesus said, you must take up your cross and follow me. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent. I will be lifted up, draw all men unto myself. And we look unto that cross with the flesh that's been crucified. Now we have wisdom, we understand what it means. It means that we're no longer flesh. We know no man after the flesh anymore. We know Christ after the flesh no more. But we know him as a divine being, immortal in the heavens, who's overcome this world. I've overcome the world. Don't worry. Fear not. I've overcome the world. And I give you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. All you have to do is what? Fast and pray. Willingly accept the suffering. Look at the suffering. Understand it's not good. Right? So that we can get higher knowledge. It comes from above. Don't revel in this lower realm. You have the right. But many of them miss the point. They miss the sublime truth because they're evil? No, because they're still too young. They're not yet ready. For some will not be given life until the thousand years have ended. And the rest of the dead, then they will go through another judgment. There's always going to be a way for the Lord to save his children. Because the Lord is not slack respecting his promise, but he's patient with us. And he desires all to attain unto repentance. And he's not willing that any should perish. So, everything that we look at, we've got to understand there are many out there that are teaching what appears to be wisdom, but is really the greatest evil. We've got to go back under the law. Paul says it's like the dog going back to its vomit. They're going to be teaching this. And this is why it's important that we understand this. Because the entire world now is being given this information in the movies. Because they're zealous, but not for the truth. They're scared. They're scared for, for all of us. They think the world's going to end because we're all going to be so stupid. We, we could never know love. We could never make it. So they're going to, they're going to try and decide for us like a parent that, that's scared that, that we're going to go to hell. So they're going to beat us until, until we're good. And what they're doing while beating us is stifling our eternal spirit that the Lord gave us. We have to have faith that, that, that what the Lord has made is perfect. We have to be still and know that he is deity. He's not in the fire or the 
the pain or the earthquake or the destruction or the storm. That's not where our Heavenly Father is. That's where the devil is. That's the lower ego causing all that pain. That's only there to teach us, the tempter. We look at it and we're saved. Not because we want to, we want to worship it, but because we want to get out of this world and abstain from this pain and find the true answer even though it may be difficult to grasp this answer. The answer is love and freedom and knowing. We need to teach people the truth, not hide it from them. So in all the movies that we're seeing, they're telling you subtle lessons, hoping that you'll grasp that you need to obey them. They're not teaching you the absolute truths because they don't know them and the world the people that are running this world today like bill gates he's an ignorant man he really doesn't know you know he's he was too young to be put in the position of power this is what the apostles told us would happen so he has all this money that he got through having blood on his hands right through evil ways and through lying and stealing and all of this. But now that he has all this money and power that he stole from us, it's made him very dark and twisted. And all of the elite, all of these are the same. They're all from the same cloth. And they fall back to the old religion of the devil, of the law, of the force, of the hate, the god of vengeance. And they really truly believe. And so therefore they have all this money and power and they promote a worldwide delusion. They're pretending that we're having a war and, and they're showing you pictures every day. And, and oh, look at why are we having a war? Well, look, because you guys are so stupid. You can't reign over yourself. You can't, you don't know how to love. You're, you don't deserve freedom because look what you did. You voted in this Pelosi. Okay, yeah, I know. We put her in there. You didn't really vote for her. But we want you to know or believe that you voted for her. We want you to hate yourself. We want you to get to a point where you're just so disgusted with voting that you stop voting, that you give it up and give us back the power so that we can rule over you because we will at least feed you, right? We don't want to feed you very much because then you might live forever or live longer, you might be happy, but we don't think it's good for you to be happy. You might go out, you might get happy and run around having orgies and, and, you know, all that stuff. No, only the orgies are for us, the, the elite. We get to do it. But why do the elite get involved in the orgies and the evil? Well, they're only doing it for religious reasons, David. See, they're above us. They're learning these great truths. They're partaking of the bitter so they can understand the sweet. And, and, and they're, take on it because they certainly learned it from the master Jesus, right? No. They learned it from the devil who wanted only power and they were deceived. The reason that they were given all these orgies and told to do these, I mean, everyone, you know, doesn't matter whether it's John D., Edward Kelly, Brigham Young, the Cochranites, which by the way, the Cochranites were in uh, Maine, New York area. 
and they were all polygamy. Well, it was just big orgies, right? This is where they had a Salem witch trial. We were just talking about this with my friend Joshua. The Salem witch trials, why did that town, why did they call it Salem? Coincidence? No. It's a drama. It's a play. They've, they've created the environment. They've made it all up. It's just a play. It's like a, the Truman Show. This is just a stage. And all the important places where big things and events happen, they name them critical names. So at this town called Salem, they had a witch trial. What is that? Well, they were Cochranites and they were having orgies and worshiping the devil and they were hearing spirits and Madame Blavatsky went there and told them they were talking to devils and Joseph Smith told them that they were wrong and evil and he condemned them. But then he sent a missionary over there and the missionary went to the Cochranites to try and teach them the gospel. Well, they found a man named Brigham Young who was a Cochranite, a, a polygamist, a devil worshiper. He'd come on the boat with the other York Rite. Well, they weren't, they weren't even a York Rite. They were just Illuminati, right? They came to infiltrate the wise elders in Zion. And so they had to take, they were jealous of Joseph. And Brigham Young was very jealous of Joseph because everybody loved him and called him the great prophet. So Brigham Young infiltrated Joseph Smith's group, 70,000 people at Nauvoo, Illinois. And he conspired to have Joseph Smith put in jail and murdered so that he could take over the church. And as soon as Joseph Smith died, they ripped out in the Book of Mormon Doctrine and Covenants the pages where it said you must have one wife. And they rewrote a new prophecy and predated it, backdated it before Joseph Smith died and said Joseph Smith made it. Oh, look at this. Now that Joseph Smith died, we were all polygamous. Even though Joseph Smith denied it entire time. His wife denied it. His children denied it. All the apostles that were with Joseph Smith, his brothers all denied it. And none of them went with Brigham Young. They all condemned him. Joseph Smith said he'd lead the church to hell. So yes, it was this group of devil worshippers who were listening to spirits of devils from this group over in Bavaria that came to York, New York and started these demonic teachings that were known then as Cochranite, infiltrated the group with Joseph Smith, took it over and mass murdered anyone who would not go along with it. And they did it for your own good. And now, here we are. And they're, they're having a grand play for all to see. They put the wicked witch in as, you know, Pelosi as over the Congress. And, and they put this old man, Mr. Magoo's lost his mind. He's an imbecile. He's running the country. Right? They're, they're taking the oil away from people so they're going to freeze to death. Well, how, how insane, right? Letting people come over the border. 
terrorism, murdering, killing, wiping out the world. Why? Because in this process, it's a staged event. Everybody in the world will accept the Savior when he comes onto the scene and he offers them law and order and they will get down and they will worship the beast because these fools like Aleister Crowley, Billy the Gatekeeper and Jeff Bozo the Clown, all these individuals are so ignorant and lost that they actually believe that they're going to have to kill us for our own good to save Mother Earth. They've deceived themselves. They believe that the occult of the dark witchcraft and secrets of Satan, as Paul says, the deep things of Satan, they believe those are the grand truths that you poor peasants can't comprehend. Because you're too ignorant to understand. So they turn freedom into license. Because in their own mind, they don't know the difference. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and go, guys. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and get a video out today because I, I really hadn't gotten anything out. I had so many things to do today. and But I'm going to go ahead and stop here and load this. And hope you guys have a wonderful evening. May the Lord bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.